The following podcast contains some adult themes, the names of some criminally good-looking footballers, as well as some boring ball chat at the end. Oh, my mum's in it too, so it's fun. Okay. Hello and welcome to episode six of One Versus One. I'm David. And I'm Toto. And it's been a while. We've both been very, very busy. Um, also, we thought that we'd release, we'd wait to release until closer to something very, very important because we are now under 24 hours away from the Premier League returning to our screens. Yay! Woo-hoo-hoo! Best day um, ever. And yeah. I mean, the, I think the I'm whole so nation's going to go back into lockdown again. Um <laughs> I you know I I might be missing the first game. I've got I've got a net session, some cricket tomorrow. So What the Aston Villa game? Yeah. I don't think I'm going to watch that anyway. No, come on. Don't oh, what a rubbish rubbish statement to say. I'll get back and I'll put it on. Maybe have a Aston. Maybe have a sausage and peroni. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So it's been a, it's been a couple of weeks, so sorry sorry about that. Um but we're back now. We're bo- we're both wearing our captain's armbands as promised. Um, yep, we are. And we have a really fun episode today. So, yeah, uh, coming up, we've got uh, a, an awesome, awesome question from the Clueless that we had a lot of fun trying to trying to think about. We are going to talk about the Premier League. My mum has already interrupted us pre-recording about um, her fantasy team, which she's obsessed with. So we're going to play a bit of that somewhere in there. Um, and yeah, we're just going to kind of hype you up about everything that's going on but first toto it's been a while how have you been like that oh you're actually asking me now well, i was yeah <laughs> oh <laughs> um you know what david I'm, I'm very well um still haven't really been doing much with my time um yet somehow i've been busy which doesn't really make sense i know what you mean um, i know what you mean i haven't done anything significant for the last week the usual played some fifa uh I actually did a my first stretch session a few days ago. Built up a sweat doing that, which was fun. Which I would count as the first bit of exercise I've done in a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from that, nothing much. What about you? You know, I've been busy. I've been working um, at a cafe, pu- pulling some pints. I've very been, nice. Very nice. Um, you know, I saw. I went to the common yesterday. Had a kickabout. Ran into some. Some old mates that I wasn't expecting to see, which was nice. Yeah, um, very nice. And but in, yeah, I've just been pretty busy. It's been kind of mental, so that's why we haven't really been doing anything. Yeah. But now we're back. We're back. We're better than before. Arguably, we're back and better than ever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, 16 minutes into recording and we've not spoken about anything. I would argue we're back and better than ever. <laughs> Efficiency is key, and that's exactly what we are. We're efficient. <laughs> All right, let's crack on. Then. Let's crack on. <laughs> So today our clueless question comes from Josie, a friend of David and I's from Emmanuel, and this is her question. Okay, so my question um, is for the both of you, and it's, in your opinion, who do you think is the sexiest football player? Right, so Josie, that actually is a brilliant question, and we thought that instead of just spitballing some names at you, um, we decided to give it some structure, and David and I 
have created a sexy eleven. <laughs> yeah, we had and had argue, I'd, I'd, a worrying amount of fun actually doing it, <laughs> and we devoted about it took us about fifty minutes to come up with. Um, <laughs> but we, but we have compiled all of the sexiest footballers we have that we can think of anyway. Yeah. So in that sense, it was worth it. Right. All fifty yeah, I'd, minutes. I'd say it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. I'm going to start us off in goal. So we were thinking of goalkeepers and moral of the story is that goalkeepers are just really sexy and I might be a bit biased in saying that. But, you know, like just straight away, Jack Butland, Joe Hart, Bert Leno, Manuel Neuer, John uh, uh, Buffon, Mark Antis Stegen, uh, Kepa Arizabalaga, uh, Ariola, Adrian, Pablo Gazaniga, who I think if he was a better goalkeeper would be starting. And then also Brighton's Matt Ryan has a cracking body. But I think the most, <laughs> I think in goal, starting for us, um, we're going to have the Liverpool shot stopper, Alisson. He's embracing the long hair and lockdown and looking better for it. He's a magnificent goalkeeper, which I find attractive in any man. And um, and he's just, he's just a good looking chap. So that's Alisson. I would agree. I would very much agree with that. We have Alisson in goal, our number one. Moving on to the right back now, we have a few options. Um, firstly, Hector Bellerin, fan favourite, I believe. Stylish man. Uh, we have Joshua Kimmich from Bayern Munich. Um, your classic sort of Aryan bloke. Very nice to look at. <laughs> Another Bayern Munich player, actually, Benjamin Pavard, the Frenchman, who David has a weird fetish for. Go on, David. Well, no, 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 no. He's just got... It's hard to rock a perm in 2020 <laughs> and Pavard does it very nicely and it looks like it's really well kept hair and he's just not a bad looking guy our starting right back is none other than the Crystal Palace man himself Joel Ward now I know what you're all thinking it's a very rogue choice but let me tell you Joel Ward comes up to you in a club are you not saying no no no. no, no, I'm not saying no. David's not saying no. No one's saying no. I mean, he's really bad at football. <laughs> like, I don't know how he's still playing football, but he's he's decent looking. He's, he's a very, looking. very, very good looking chap. All right, I'm gonna run us through both centre backs yeah, just so fine. I can list all of. Okay, so at, we've, we've gone. Wait, 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 wait. Four, actually, wait, David, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Don't don't you want to do left back though? All right, you take us through centre backs. Okay, because you wanted to do Chirwell, didn't you? Yeah, I do. God, he's good looking. All right, all right. So we have Mats Hummels from Dortmund, um, the New Zealander, Winston Reid, uh-huh. Victor Lindelof, Deo Upamecano from Red Bull Leipzig, yep. Reese Oxford. Yep, podcast favourite, Reese Oxford. And the two that we have decided that will lead our defence from the back, Gerard Piquet mm-hmm. and Sergio why, why Ramos. Is that, why, why, sorry, why, why Piquet Toto? Well, PK, he's a very good-looking guy, firstly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, and that is just highlighted with his choice of companion. Mm-hmm. Um, Look, you've, is... got, you've got to be a good-looking guy to, to marry Shakira. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and he's got to be... I think he's, to, to marry Shakira as well, he's got to have a bit of something about him. You know, he's got to, mm-hmm. He can't just be a good-looking bloke. He's going to have to... I bet he could dance. I, I bet, bet you he could dance. dance. Yeah. Oh, that just adds to him. Oh, he's, go, he's going up in my eyes now. And who was the second one, sorry? And the second one is Sergio Ramos. Mm. Just a very sort of stylish bloke. Mm-hmm. 
nice to look at. Although right now, he's going for a bit of a Jesus vibe. Um, yeah. Very long hair, very long beard. So right now, I wouldn't I wouldn't back him. But mm. if you look at him during the 2018 World Cup, Oof. hits different, yeah. that. Hits mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. So left backs, again, there's a decent amount of competition. A lot of English competition here. Um, the one German bloke we want to mention is Jonas Hector of FC Cologne. Um, Ryan Bertrand, good-looking guy. Luke Shaw, um, he's put a bit of weight on, but still a good-looking guy. Um, but we went with the Leicester left-back, Ben Chilwell. If he were to put a tuxedo on and walk into a very classy establishment, he I feel like a lot of footballers would kind of, kind of stand out, but he looks normal enough and yet good-looking enough that, like... I, I just think that I just think he's a, I think he's a good looking guy. He's young. He's 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 up and coming. Um, yeah, Ben Chilwell, left back. All right. So um, those are the defenders. Uh, we're going to play a four four two formation. So we've got a right mid, left mid, two centre mids, and then two strikers. So coming in at right mid now, we have Bernardo Silva from Man City, Christian Pulisic, the American from Chelsea, yep. and the winner, in our opinion is Marcus Rashford from Manchester United. Now, not only is he a very, very sexy bloke, he's also been doing very, very good things using his platform. He has raised over 20 million for kids who haven't been able to eat during the day. And recently, his letter to Parliament meant that free meal vouchers were extended in schools throughout summer, I believe. Mm -hmm. And... That is very impressive, so that is also another reason as to why he is sexy, because, you know, he's doing very, very well. But the main reason he's sexy is because my sister said so during the World Cup. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go with that. Cool. Central mids. So this was tough. Central mids made us us make it only current footballers, because, uh, you know, Beckham, Pirlo, like, oh, gorgeous. Too many. Too many Um, to name. Too many. So some special mentions for special mid. Kai Havertz. Kevin De Bruyne, Sal Nuguez, Frankie De Jong, Rodri, um, and also Kante for being a nice bloke. <laughs> we think if, you know, there's a lot of nice guys out there that aren't blessed with a lot of looks. and Nice guys do know, always I, finish last, so. Yeah, but Kante comes first in our hearts, but not in our eyes. So, But the two midfielders we've gone for, I think one of them is the, is the sexiest footballer in this starting eleven, is the Portuguese uh, Everton midfielder, Andre Gomez. Silky flowing hair, a tan, bit of stubble, looks really calm, and apparently really, really, really nice bloke. I want to be him. I would like to be that man. And then the second one is, Toto, you felt quite strongly about this, is Ruben Loftus-Cheek of Chelsea. The thing about Ruben Loftus-Cheek for me Mm -hmm. is that obviously he's a very talented footballer, which is attractive, but he just always looks so sharp. Like His haircut's always perfect, his beard is looking clean, crisp, like he's taking care of himself, you know, and yeah. nothing is sexier than self-care in a man. Well, and also so. he's, he's quite tall, which is rare for us. It's not as common for a central midfielder, so I think that's kind of... Mm. Yeah. Height, important. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, for some. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kante. <laughs> Brilliant. So coming in at left mid, we have a few names. Um, Marco Sensio from Real Madrid, very, very nice to look at. Uh, and uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi. The winner in our left wing position would be Leroy Sane. He's got this hair, this afro that's just so perfect, mm. and his face is kind of babyish, but his skin also is perfect. sexy. His skin yeah, is perfect. 
perfect. I don't think he knows what a spot is. No, no. And he's incredibly quick as well, which for me is very sexy to watch. Watching him run is poof, mm-hmm. another level. The one thing I can say about Isane that I don't find attractive mm-hmm. is that he's got a very large tattoo on his back of okay. himself scoring a goal. <laughs> I thought the one which... thing I don't find attractive about Leroy Sane is he's got a very large penis. <laughs> Strikers, well, quickly. I mean, for us, there were two standout winners, but some honourable mentions. Mason Greenwood, the young lad at Man U. Um, Billy Sharp I was my thing. I kind of like a non-league uh, f- a football league journeyman. He's got a bit of gruff about him and he's a clinical <laughs> goal scorer. Um, Andy Carroll, I think his hair is delightful and along the same vein, Cavani. Cav- Edson Cavani looks like he's sculpted by a Greek god. Um, and Timo <laughs> Werner, again, same with the Joshua Kimmich thing. He's kind of got an Aryan vibe about him, but he's also really quick and he's a clinical goal scorer. I think there's something... I think there's something to be said about someone who knows where to put the ball. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and speaking to that, the two we've gone for, we've got Cristiano Ronaldo, um, enough said, and Olivier Giroud. Uh, I think he knows it, we know it. I mean, he was vote. I think, yeah, he was voted the sexiest footballer. Yeah. Um, so I think he has yeah. to be in the team, surely. <laughs> he does. Our manager, so our manager is, we were watching an Arsenal game one time, me and my mum, and the camera panned to Mikel Arteta, she sat up, she was like, who's that, who's that? So our manager's going to be Mikel Arteta, but with a few adjustments, <laughs> she's met Brendan Rogers, and apparently he's got very wicked eyes, her words, and also she thinks Jurgen Klopp has a certain panache about him, so our manager is going to be Mikel Arteta with the wicked eyes of Brendan Rogers. And the panache of Jurgen Klopp. So Josie, our sexy eleven <laughs> in goal, we have the Liverpool man Allison. Right back, Joel Ward. Two centre backs, Gerard Piquet and Sergio Ramos. Left back, Ben Chilwell. Right midfield, Marcus Rashford. Two central midfielders, Andre Gomez and Ruben Loftus Cheek. Left winger, Leroy Sane. And up front, Cristiano Ronaldo and Olivier Giroud. Okay, so the reason we're all here is that the Premier League is returning imminently. So Toto and I, we just wanted to kind of kind of give our thoughts on what's going on. Um, I mean, the title's pretty much wrapped up, so we kind of wanted to mainly focus on top four and an issue dear to my heart, the relegation battle. Because um, we think that that's, those are the two interesting narratives going on in the league right now. Yeah. So should we start with top four real quick? Yeah, let's start with the top four. Mm-hmm. So it goes without saying that Liverpool have won the league. Mm-hmm. They are not going to get caught by anyone. Um, I think they need two wins to, to win the league. I think yeah, it's two. That's it. However, top four is interesting. So we have obviously Man City, Leicester, Chelsea, Man United and Wolves, who are currently second mm-hmm. to sixth. Obviously, there are mm-hmm. a few contenders underneath them, such as Arsenal, Dark Horses. Nope. Nope. Um... See, for me, I think that I think Man City will definitely get second. That doesn't, that doesn't, I don't bat an eye over that. I think Chelsea mm-hmm. will also manage to get third, if not fourth. And okay. I think the last place will go to either, I'm not actually sure what I think about this, but either Leicester or Man United. I think, I okay. think that a fully fit Manchester United side 
would be very hard to stop. Um, obviously, Marcus Rashford, Anthony Martial, Paul Pogba, all these players. Um, whereas Wolves and Leicester, they've been playing the whole season with their starting team. I think I think it's finally going to catch up with them now that every other team is fully fit and these players are world-class. Um, I think, for example, Pogba for Man United hasn't been playing um, all season, so having him back will be huge. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think that yeah, Liverpool, Man City, one and two. Yeah, I think Leicester are far. You know, they're they're eight points off fifth, um, and Jamie Vardy's been misfiring for a couple months now before lockdown, and I think the break will do them good, and I think they're far enough ahead that they will wrap up either third or fourth. Fair enough. And I think the I think the fourth team to qualify for the Champions League will be Man U. I think Chelsea, they had a useful, you know, an energetic start, but they kind of tailed off a bit. I just think Chelsea are more susceptible to being beaten by more teams. I think Man U do better with the teams around them and um, than Chelsea do. Mm-hmm. I think that Chelsea also can, you know, can slip up at any game. Man U, I think, will draw more games and I think Chelsea will lose. So I, I just think Man U will creep in ahead of Chelsea there. Fair enough. Um, but I'd love to see Wolves up there. I think Wolves other kind of team that they don't know their limits and if Wolves did qualify then I think that they adjust to it next year and embrace it and do really well in the Champions League and in the league again um, so yeah we didn't actually mention Spurs um, I think Spurs will finish above Wolves but below everyone else yeah I mean for me Spurs and Arsenal I think they just need to focus on doing as well as they can Getting into Europa League, but I think Champions League's a no-go. I mean, Arsenal, Look, if you look at them, they're pretty much as close to the bottom three as they are to Champions League. The thing about Arsenal is that the one thing that could save teams like Arsenal, Leicester, Wolves, is that Man City oh, but they have a, will be banned for they next have a game season. In hand. They have a game in hand, Arsenal. But that game in hand is against Man City. It is against City, isn't it? Yeah. The thing is, because City are banned for Champions League next next two years... If mm-hmm. it means that the person who finishes in fifth will qualify for the Champions League. Yeah. Um, well, obviously that they'll have to do a, a qualification round, I think, but mm-hmm. it's doable. And I think that is a saving grace for teams like Arsenal, Wolves, and Spurs. You're right. All right. Relegation. There's six teams w- with a shout in real, real danger of going down, and I think the teams above those six also are pretty much safe. They're just a couple wins off, but um, you know, Crystal Palace, Everton, Newcastle, Southampton. I think they're good. But um, Crystal Palace have a really, really difficult run in. Yeah, they do. And I've spoken to some Palace fans, and they think that actually there's a they're they're not completely happy yet. I mean, they are twelve points clear, but um, they're still looking over their shoulder. But I think they're all fine. The so twentieth is Norwich, nineteenth yeah. is Villa, eighteenth um, is Bournemouth, mm. and then there's uh, Watford and West Ham who are on the same amount of points as Bournemouth, and then Brighton and fifteenth, um, and separating. 19th to 15th is four points so it's really really tight down there and um yeah i mean i think norwich will will go down i think they're just a bit far they're six points from safety and they don't have the squad to put together a real run i'm sorry if you can hear my my puppy barking by the way (laughs) um i think villa will go down i just think defensively they're a bit rubbish they're a one-man team uh, and I I think I think Bournemouth, Watford, and West Ham 
all have a bit more about them than Brighton do, personally. Mm. And I think Brighton are I think Brighton are in real, real trouble. They've not won this year. They've not won in two thousand twenty. Yeah. Um but you know, it's really hard to say because of the break. The break might have helped them. It's very um, hard to tell. But I just think there's they don't have that goal scorer, their defence isn't brilliant. They they don't really have any like standout players, um, that can produce that magical, magical moment. Glenn Murray. Um yeah Glenn Murray the saviour <laughs> I think yeah I think Brighton are a better team defensively than most of the other teams that we've mentioned however yeah. they just they just don't offer anything attacking um, whereas obviously West Ham have a few good players Felipe Anderson Hallow all that lot Yarmolenko I, I was listening to another another podcast and it was the Football Writers podcast and they said pound for pound West Ham, this West Ham team is the worst ever Premier League team put together when you look at how much money was spent yeah. on it. And he, he's right. So I am, like, as a West Ham fan, I am worried, but I think it will take one win against against some team. And I think West Ham actually are one of the teams that are going to benefit from playing without fans. Yeah, I think so too. Um, it can get quite sour and at home um, for them if something goes bad. And like players like Felipe Anderson... I think we'll have a bit more freedom to kind of shine a bit. Whereas I think Norwich need the home fans yeah. and they'll struggle as a result of that. And same with Bournemouth um, as well. So apart from that, I think, well, I'm speaking for myself now. For me, I think the three teams that will be relegated, Norwich, I think, will definitely be relegated. Mm-hmm. I I don't think Aston Villa have enough to stay up. I think they obviously they have Jack Grealish, but that's it. Um, So Norwich, Aston Villa and... I think it will be. Oh, I think I'm. I'm going to go with for Brighton. Mm. I think Brighton, Villa, and Norwich will go down. But a very, very honourable mention to Bournemouth, who cannot defend to save them lives, save save their lives. And if they do go down, they are stuffed because they are overspending. They don't have any commercial income. Um, yeah. So a lot. I think the other teams will survive financially, but Bournemouth, they're they're. Their wage expenditure is massive for compared to their income. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's boring financial chat. Um, <laughs> and fantasy football's back. Um, as mum reminded both of us just now at the beginning of this podcast by interrupting our start uh, because she is obsessed with it. And, yeah, we just thought we'd include this in here. And yeah. our best idea, I think, of the whole show has come up from this interaction. So, th- yeah. So this is, this is my mum. Talking about some fantasy football with us. Um, What's up, mum? Bench boost. Uh-huh. I am thinking about using my bench boost. It, does, it doesn't matter what order my bench is. No. Nope. And David Luiz is shit. Toto? <laughs> um, is, is that what you said? I, I would agree. I don't think David Luiz is worth your money. Who will start Do you think there's somebody other Arsenal? than him? David Luiz will that... start. See, I just think... He'll but start, he will cause... not do anything against Man City. He will concede but goals. Double game week, but the double game week. I know, but what's the point? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be smarter to replace him with someone who's actually going to get any points whatsoever? I think you can do better than David Luiz. I think you should bring in someone for well, Arsenal, maybe. I was trying to maybe. find an Arsenal player so that I could have... Um... Bring in Kieran Tierney. You think Tierney? Assist maestro. But, do, but will he play? Because he's not played all season. Yeah, but he'll be fit now. So you think Tierney will start over Klasnach? I think he will, yeah. You can get Bellerin. Get Bellerin, yeah. He'll play for sure. Get Bellerin. Get Bellerin. He'll play for sure. 100%. Toto, just so you know, if Bellerin for some reason doesn't play now, she will <laughs> come for you. 
<laughs> He's not wrong. Like, I once, I once advised her on something that went wrong and she didn't speak to me for about four days. <laughs> and I actually, I just want to point out that my fantasy results at the moment, Toto, are higher than yours. And I'm an American woman in my 50s who knows nothing about football. But anyway, oh, we'll talk about it. Um, at the moment, um, David and I each have three players from City, Arsenal, Villa and Sheffield. Yeah. And then a few, a few others. And we're bench boosting. And we're bench boosting. But I'm wondering whether that's just really stupid. Because I don't know, for example, whether Fleck, McGinn or Saka will do anything. I don't think Saka will play. You don't think Saka will play? Don't say that. Well, why am I giving you tips? You've just pointed out that you're above me. Why are you listening to me? (laughs) (laughs) Are you trying to put us off? I take it back. Saka will start. (laughs) (laughs) I've got Saka in as well. Listen, Toto, you're supposed to be objective now, providing advice to the... Okay, 100% objectivity. Saka will not start. I just want Gwendouzi just because of his name. He's also got massive, Gwendouzi, massive hair. Do. Oh, is he the dude with the big hair? He's one of the dudes with the big hair. Is he gonna? Is he gonna play? He'll probably play, but he won't do anything. I don't know if he'll start. It, Xhaka will start, and then it's between Gendouzi and Torreira. Oh my god! Okay. Uh, Toto every day, every day. And Saka's four point seven. Mum, do you want to tell Toto about your spreadsheet? It helps me. No, come on, explain, explain the spreadsheet. All I do is I have a spreadsheet. Of players that I think I want to trade, what position they play, yeah, and then their price, and then the total, including whatever I own the bank, and then I create a, a another set of, of columns on the right of like who I might trade them for, so that I can play with that before I go ahead to make my trade. That's very impressive, Amy. I would actually walk you through it on on a Zoom link. If you I might have really to because interested. you clearly are better than me. So, oh. <laughs> Mum, do you want to do a weekly two minute fantasy football segment? On the show, <laughs> maybe. Like you can but... be our, you can be our fancy scout. Oh, t- yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very keen, very keen. Love oh, this. Oh no, love this. That's so much pressure. No, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> Just we, uh, update on your team and okay. who did well and. Okay. And, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yes. Sure. Are we done with me now? So I've decided nothing. I'm going to keep so, Saka. How about this? Well, I'll talk to you after. Okay. We'll, we'll decide after. Okay. All right. Thanks. See ya. Bye, so yeah, the main thing that came out of that is we're now going to have a weekly scout session. With my mum for fantasy football. Um, <laughs> and I'm very excited. We'll work out a catchy name for it. Maybe I'll write a jingle for it. Um, yeah. So that's that. That's all the football chat. We didn't really go into too much detail. But now that football's back, we'll just kind of, you know, update as it goes and see how it goes as more of like a live thing because now we actually have things to talk about (laughs) rather than waffle on about sexy footballers yeah (laughs) so that is all we have time for on this week's episode of one versus one thank you very much for listening we hope you enjoyed our sexy 11 um and a little premier league preview we are going to continue coming in earlier in the week. Uh, on We're releasing on Tuesday now instead of the Friday, uh, which is what we initially intended until <laughs> we procrastinated the first time we did it, and then it stuck until Friday. Um, and, yeah, uh, look, f- you know, enjoy yeah. the football this weekend. Stay alert. Stay alert. And, you know, something we've missed, something we've, we've missed in lockdown, we'll leave you on this. So it's 41 days. 92 games, 
8,290 minutes. The Premier League is back. And it's live. 